Well, good morning. This is uh, Mark's Musings, and I'm Mark. And today we are have a special guest with us today, Joyce Poggi Hager, who has uh, written a wonderful book called Jimmy and Me. Today we're here at the studio at uh, WCTV.org in Wilmington, Massachusetts, and we're uh, going to be interviewing her and talking to her about her book. Good morning, Joyce. Good morning, Mark. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me. I'm glad that you could uh, make it here. And uh, tell me a little bit about your book here, Jimmy and Me. It's, uh, it's, uh, I've been reading a little bit about it, and it sounds very intriguing. And uh, uh, how did you get started? Well, Jimmy and Me is, the subtitle is A Sister's Memoir, and that's exactly what it is. Okay. It's a, it's yeah. a memoir yes. about growing up with my brother Jimmy. From my point of view, um, in the 1960s and 1970s, uh, my brother has intellectual disabilities. And it's the story of how he shaped me, how being a sister to him um, really influenced me my entire life, everything that I did um, and everything that beca became I owe to my brother Jimmy. What, what's the age difference between you and your sister and your brother? Okay, so uh, Jimmy and I are just 20 months apart, and we're sandwiched by t an older sister and a younger sister. Okay. So we're the closest in age, um, and I think that growing up, my mother thought, you know, because we were closest in age and we were in school together, it was only, it just seemed natural that I was the one who was, who took care of him a little bit during, you know, during the day. Sure, sure. You like bosom buddies there. <laughs> like, <you know. laughs> well, I don't know about that. that but <laughs> sort of you know, close. But we were very close, close and yeah. we were close in age, and we were in school together yeah. most uh, most of the time. Of course, he was in the special education classes, yes, yeah. but we did go to the schools together and walk to school together. Oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So he related to you more and uh, than other uh, the other. The other, yeah, well, my older sister was is, is a several years older, and my younger sister was, you know, the, the baby of the family. So, yeah, Jimmy and I were sort of sandwiched in, in between. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, the story, it's really about uh, the challenges and the blessings yes. of um, being a sister to him and having a brother like him in my life. Did he have uh, friends in the neighborhood? Or? He did. Yes. He did have a lot of friends in the neighborhood. We grew up in a um, in, in southeastern Pennsylvania, outside of Philadelphia, and it was a big Italian neighborhood. I'm all sure. Italian, and sure. so when you grow up Italian, you you hear about it every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so there was a lot of uh, a lot of love and support in our in our neighborhood. That's great. Yeah. Uh, he he actually you know played you know street hockey and basketball with uh, with the neighborhood kids and actually was more was mainstreamed more than um you know socializing more with the quote normal children yes. than with the other special children with whom he was in school yes mm -hmm. yeah. well that sounds great like he had a normal life that uh you know he related with his uh, brothers and sis his sisters and he also had friends in the neighborhood and i uh, seemed to uh, be like a normal kid. Like, well, you know? you know, it's funny. Normal's a, 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 a I guess there's a d different definitions of normal. What is normal? I'm not sure. I knew that when I was growing up, I knew that there was something different about Jimmy. Yes. I didn't, I couldn't quite put my finger on it when I was a little girl. I just knew that he was a little bit different. He, 
he uh, he mumbled a lot. He tripped a lot. He you know I, he he was slow. My mother kept saying, you know, Jimmy is slow, and I I couldn't quite figure that out because mm-hmm. yeah. to me as a little girl, slow meant the opposite of fast. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew he could run fast. I knew he could eat fast. Um, so I was really kind of confused. But sure. that was my mother's um, only explanation, and um, and and so that's what I heard. Jimmy is slow. Uh, but um, yes, he was mainstreamed. He, we were in. The, he was in the neighborhood, and um, in the early days, when my mother knew something wasn't quite right, she um, she heard from many doctors. Just put him away. He'll never amount to anything. Oh my God! Yes. And and that was very common in the yeah, early '60s. Sure. It was very common practice to institutionalize children like my brother. Yes. And uh, but my mother was going to have none of that. <laughs> she was a tenacious Italian woman, and she. She was going to fight and advocate for him, and she did her entire life. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so so he, um, for me, he was my brother, and so he was, you know, it's the only brother I ever knew. So, sure. again, what is normal? Sure. Normal is what I saw with him, but sure. I knew that he wasn't advancing intellectually with other boys his age. Did uh, kids make fun of him in the neighborhood a little bit, or is um, it, uh, I think in the in school more. The neighborhood did. kids were very very supportive. Oh, As I said, we had a, a, a very demonstrative, loving Italian neighborhood, and um, so I, I can still see their faces. Those boys were very inclusive. As I said, with street hockey, he was he would play the uh, the goalie because he was a big husky kid. Oh, so you yeah. Know? <laughs> Uh, so, and, you know, we had his bike. But I think in, in school, uh, it was the social pressure and the, um, and the bullying, you know, course, was, yeah. was, was certainly yeah. there. And I yeah. always sort of had my eye out for him or if I passed him in the hallway or at the lunchroom trying to make sure he wasn't getting badgered by anybody. So Did he have trouble with reading and writing or was it sort of just slow? It was slow. slow. Again, it was slow. I mean, I could remember sitting at the kitchen table with him with his composition book uh, and he would write. He was a lefty and everybody in my family were righties. <laughs> um, I could remember him lining up the numbers. So it would just take him a while. And But interestingly, you know, he, he's really good with numbers. I think he might have made a great accountant, you know. I, he's, he's always asking how much, how many miles. He loves any, any quantity. Wow, yes. Um, and yeah. he's fascinated by, by geography yes. and, and numbers, and he's got a phenomenal memory. So I, I often thought that had he been born in 1986 mm-hmm. or later instead of 1956, I think he would have advanced significantly. Do you think that was more autistic? Because he talked well, about Well, you know, uh, we didn't talk about autism then. No, I don't think okay. it was autism because he was, you know, diagnosed brain damage. There was oh, okay. damage to the brain and okay. there was, you know, varying options. I mean, when my mother said a few things, there was, you know, maybe there wasn't enough oxygen to the oh, brain. Yes, yeah. when he, during, you know, the doctor said it was an uneventful delivery, but in the book, you'll read there, there was a couple, you know, my mother theorized a few different reasons why sure. it happened. But, no, I don't believe it was autism. But I do believe that, you know, again, back then there was one special education classroom. And it was typically at the end of the hall near the nurse's station. And sometimes you would just put not only people who, children with brain damage like my brother, maybe just disciplinary problems there. And so they just sort of collectively were in one classroom. And that's what it was back then. And it wasn't until the 70s and um, some new legislation passed that – uh, there were individualized education plans, and, and, and we got more specific 
treating or um, teaching children. Helping kids. Yeah, yeah to yeah. their specific needs. Well, that, sound, that sounds good. So during his uh, growing up and your growing up, uh, he sort of generally did the same things that you did. He played in a neighborhood. He went to school. He socialized with the family. Yes. And, uh, yes, so, he did. Yeah. He, he, he did all of that. Now, how did you keep records of, uh, or was your mother keeping oh, a diary? Oh, my mother. Oh, my goodness. I still have all the files that my mother kept. She was, she was extremely disciplined, very thorough. I still have every single piece of documentation uh, on my brother from the 50s, uh, you know, medical reports, academic reports. Wow. She was, um, as I said, a tenacious woman, and she kept track of everything, and she advocated very strongly for him to make mm. sure that he would get the education and the services that he needed, which, again, back in the 60s and 70s wasn't so easy. Yeah, tough, there wasn't yeah. nearly as many services, support, and for that matter, empathy for children like my brother and oh, families like my right, brother. That's right, but yeah. she she was um, she was a, a strong woman and yes, yeah, she kept records of so, everything. So besides the records, mm -hmm. the, the physical records, did she also keep a journal too sort of that uh, described, you know, his general demeanor? No, she, I, not that I'm aware of. Mm -hmm. I you know, as I said, she passed away almost 10 years ago and I and I saw all her files I she loved to write and I think that's where I got my uh, yeah. love of writing and reading from my mother she wrote a lot of letters but one journal but it was more about gardening and it wasn't so much about her feelings okay. um, about yeah. you know having Jimmy and having him for a son she was so, very very proud of him very proud so of him. when you wrote this book uh, how did you accumulate the information or is it just mostly from memory? Well, it is a memoir, so yes, it is my my memory. And um, some things I had to ask my uh, facts. I had to verify with my older sister. Um, she remembered more than my younger sister. Um, my mother's best friends um, remembered some things. I would call, uh, because I started writing, I wrote the first piece of this. I wrote the patterning scene in this book. Uh, about a year after my mother passed away. Okay. And I, I don't think that was coincidental. Um, yes. You know, I think it was a cathartic thing. And then I just started writing and writing. And I thought, oh, I think I might be writing a memoir. So <laughs> um, so a lot of my memories, some facts that I verified with my older sister, um, I did call my mother's closest friends. Um, they remembered her when she was pregnant yes. and was were helpful with a couple of facts. Did you uh, uh, tape record some of these uh, in, uh, interviews? No, or I took a lot of notes. Just notes. I took a yeah. lot of notes, yes. yeah. Yeah, I did. That's, oh, that's yeah. good. So you accumulated a lot of information from note-taking from friends, family, mm -hmm. uh, et cetera. And, and, and photos. And, and photos. Again, my own, my own memories. People have always told me that I have a vivid memory. Yes. And um, – I think, you know, because of my experience, those images of, you know, walking to school with him or patterning him or sitting at the kitchen table with him are just, um, very, they're just very strong memories. Yes, yes, yes. And I think I had to get them out. I didn't set out to write a memoir. I didn't even realize what I was doing in the beginning. As I said, I wrote an essay, and it's the patterning scene, which is in the beginning of the book. Um, I was taking a couple classes at Grub Street, the Creative Writing Center in oh, Boston. Yes, yes, yes. Then I wrote the first Holy Communion scene, which the readers tell me they really like a lot. <laughs> That's chapter five. Yes. Um, and then it kept going, and then, you know, with a lot of encouragement from friends and fellow writers, I 
sort of pieced it together. How about some of his uh, sports friends or anything like that, or any of the friends from the neighborhood? Did you ever yeah, contact they, them? So or? They've dispersed. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was just wondering dispersed. if you... I, you know, I'm here in Massachusetts there in, in the Philly area. Um, you know, I didn't really get in touch with. There was one or two in particular in the neighborhood that he was close with, but... Yeah. Um, no, I didn't get their point of view. Yeah, I just wondered if they had somehow kept in contact with him or remembered him. Well, it's funny you should say that because on his 60th birthday, uh, a couple year, two years ago, uh, we did reach out to a few old timers. Oh, oh, okay, and yes, my yeah. sister, my younger sister, lives in the area where close to where we grew up. And believe it or not, we did. We heard from a, a friend who now lives in Florida wow. and another friend, um, and they were kind and sent cards and some gift cards to, to Jimmy <laughs> for his 60th birthday. So, yeah, that was nice. Well, that's good. At least you made some contact with uh, different people mm -hmm. along the way. That's, mm -hmm. that's super. Mm -hmm. So you started to accumulate uh, these different chapters, mm -hmm. the communion chapter and uh uh, different other and then when did you decide that you might like to put it together as a book yeah it it was um, it happened over the several years mark I as I said I, I wrote an essay then I wrote another one and I said geez what am I doing with this I don't know what I'm doing with this and <laughs> I was sort of off and on with it there were times where I would just put it away for literally months at a time and not touch it and I was you know, sort of having doubts but then the other piece of me would say gee, this is good, just keep going, you know. There's other families like yours out there. Yes. Um, because as a little girl, I felt very isolated and alone. I didn't, I didn't know that there were other families like that. I thought my family and Jimmy was the only one who was special in that way. Yes. So, you know, as I said, I would stop and start, and I had some uh, good friends and, and, uh, that were saying, no, 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 keep going. So again, off and on over a period of years, and then about maybe three years ago, I, I got really serious, and I okay, said, you good. know, I think I was a little tired of just working on it. I said, okay, I'm <laughs> gonna get this done. I want this done. <laughs> and I also wanted something for my daughters. That was yeah. real, yeah. my real motivation. They're in their 20s now, and I, I wanted something for, for them. I mean, they had, they had known, of course, their uncle, and they'd heard me tell stories, but I wanted them to understand at a deeper level what my childhood was about, and yes. I wanted a yeah. record. And so that motivated me uh, to, to say, okay, Joyce, we're, we're, you're going to finish this. You're going to finish this. Did so they, I, while you accumulated some of those chapters, did you give it to them to read? Not or? to my daughters. Okay. No, okay. no. I would read a little something, maybe a little excerpt with to either a sister or my friend, yeah. and certainly writer friends. But no, they didn't know anything until it, right before I published it. Wow. Yeah. So they were surprised. Yeah. Well, it is funny because uh, during the editing process, I, I said, okay, to my sisters, it's time for you to read it. And they were like, wow, finally. <laughs> and I was really, really worried about my sisters. You know, what were they going to say? And they, you know, gave me their blessing and said, don't change anything. You know, yes, we grew up in the same home, but this is your story and we, and we support you, which was wonderful. My daughters, I gave it to them, and um, they were really, really complimentary. And my older daughter wrote me a letter that actually brought me to tears. And oh she said, God. you know, so she we, understood. We, yeah. we, we always knew, you know, the stories that you told, but now we understand better. Yes. And, yeah. um, and she's a teacher, and, uh, and my younger daughter was just as complimentary. So that was very gratifying for me. Nice, yeah. yeah. That you feel like you reached them. I, like, I did, yeah. and, I, and I felt like anything 
everything else is going to be icing on the cake. Yeah, yeah. And you were writing the book for your daughters, too. To, to, I was. So they would understand your childhood, yeah. Well, you know, while I was in the beginning, Mark, when I was, you know, going sort of off and on, I kept saying, gee, what am I doing? Why am uh -huh. I, you know, why am I doing this? And then something clicked, and that's when I said, okay, I'm going to finish this for my daughters. Yeah. And, uh and so that was a real motivation for me. That's when I got serious, and I hired an editor, and I hired a cover designer, and yeah. and um, yeah. and then I hired a copy editor as well. And I said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I was scared, but <laughs> I'm gonna do this. So did you self-publish afterwards? I yourself? did. Yes. I did self-publish. I I had sent a couple query letters to agents here and there, and you know, no one wants to really take a shot on an unknown. Even though I had had a blog and I was posting. Um, blog, uh, you know, for over four years and writing personal essays and had been published, some of my personal essays had been published, I would get this, hey, you know, thanks, but no thanks, or, oh. <laughs> you know, oh, I, send me your first 20 pages and then nothing. So yeah. I thought, you know, wait a minute, Joyce, every job you ever got, you got on your own. So why don't you just do this on Try your that. own? Yes. And that's when yeah. I looked into uh, Create Space, which is the self-publishing arm of yes. Amazon, and I said, I'm going to do this. I will... I will hire editor and I will hire a copy designer, but I'm I'm going to do it this way. I think you took all the right steps, you know, to to, to uh, publish a book because now uh, you have a, a full blown book. It's uh, it's been edited. It, you, you don't have any questions about its readability, you know, mm -hmm. so it's it's re readable, and it also. Uh, it hits home for a lot of people uh, mm -hmm. because they sort of relate to your struggles uh, growing up and your relationship with with your um, with your brother and. Well, as you know, I say on my website, there's a, 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 a phrase. I say every every family has a story. Every yeah. family has something course, that they're struggling yeah. with, yeah. and mine was a brother who has intellectual disabilities. But every family has a struggle, and I think that this book, you know, any parent who has had to advocate for a child will relate to this, no matter yeah. what generation they're from, yeah. and any particularly teachers and caregivers of intellectually disabled. Um, individuals will have a deep appreciation for this story but again I think it's it's a family story first yes and it's yeah. a story of sibling love there was you know there's some rough patches in here it's not all Pollyanna I mean but uh, it is a family story I, I just feel that you know being a sister to Jimmy really the greatest gift that I ever had yes. because yeah. he taught me the greatest lessons in life about you know compassion and love and discipline and resilience wow. yes. and That's nice. and 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 you know all of that yes um so i feel very grateful uh for for that and you know, it took me a long time, time to figure that out i was a college sure. graduate until i you know and then i realized <laughs> that we, you know he gave me the greatest lessons in life yeah so it is a, a family story, and um, my readers consistently tell me that my writing makes them laugh and cry. And that's sure. something I hear consistently when I had the blog, and I put together my other book, which is a collection of personal essays called Musing Off the Mat. Uh, that's the consistent theme. You know, they can laugh on one page and cry on the next. So <laughs> I'm getting a visceral reaction from my reader, and that makes me, that makes me glad. That's great. That's that's super. Where's did some of the things uh, did uh, did your brother interact with uh, his mother and father in, in any way? Did uh, your father was an iron worker? Did he go right. to work with your father? Actually, he did go to work with my dad yeah. at one point. Yeah. Well, he had um, after he graduated after Jimmy graduated high school, he went to three years of vocational training. Okay. Until he was twenty one, and then he had a series of jobs, and then 
when Jimmy was around 30, it was close to where my dad was getting ready to retire, he took Jimmy on the job with him. And he had been re a little reluctant to do that because he was working on these buildings and there was a lot of dangerous. It was, they were dangerous. Safety problems. Exactly, yeah. safety problems. And, and my father was very worried about that. But Jimmy rose to the occasion. He, he, he was in charge of the acetylene torch and, oh boy. <laughs> and um, on, on job sites. And one thing about Jimmy and my sisters that my parents modeled is a very strong work ethic. So we are always on time or early for everything. And Jimmy's right there and uh, wouldn't want to miss a day of, <laughs> of, of work. In fact, in the book, you read a funny story about how um, I happened to get married on a Friday night and they had to come up from Pennsylvania and Jimmy was a little upset because he had to miss a couple days of work. Oh. <laughs> and he says, you know, I'm not getting paid for these couple days. He was, he didn't want to miss that. But uh, So you mentioned some uh, acetylene torch at the, uh, uh, at the construction, construction site. Did he learn skills like that, uh, like how to operate uh, uh, different things? Yeah, or? he. My, my dad kept him on the ground. He didn't go up in the in the high rises, yes. but he was working rebar, yeah. um, which is really backbreaking work. Sure, um, sure. Tying the rebar and doing that. So those are you know manual skills that he he did that he did with my dad for a few years. You mentioned in the book too that you learned how to cook with your mother. Yeah. And so did your brother also help with the kitchen? Or? No, he eats a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no. Maybe he became a no, cook too. No, <laughs> he's not a cook, but he's he definitely loves the Italian food. He's our taste tester. Whenever we were making <laughs> Christmas cookies, he'd come in and do all the taste testing. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. So, no. It seems like uh, someone that, uh, it's like me. <laughs> I'm a good taster too. Well, that sounds terrific. Uh, now, did you want to say anything about the other book that you uh, have? Yeah, actually. So my my first book before, I, you know, my goal was to publish Jimmy and May. And yes. uh, as I was working on Jimmy and May and taking classes at Grub Street, someone said, you know, you really ought to start a blog. And I thought, oh, what am I going to blog about? And it'll be a good exercise. And anyway, I came, I'm, I love yoga. Yoga is a big, impor important part of my life. I just had this light bulb moment I thought well I'm going to write about yoga and you know midlife and anyway this book is called musing off the mat but the so I started the blog and the blog so was called how often did you contribute to the I, blog I blogged every single Monday for oh. four years and wow. sometimes more frequently so there were some months where I would blog maybe six or eight I've had six or eight blog posts based on what was going on for example um, when I returned from my trip to Italy yes. you know I had a lot to share, share. and photos yeah. so I yeah. blogged about that so I blogged consistently, and I really enjoyed it. I thought I was going to be writing more about yoga, but I found out that my readers, the reader comments on the blog, they loved the family and the Where was your blog stores. located? What was it was on WordPress. On WordPress, okay. Yep, on WordPress. And I kept getting all this feedback about how much they love the family stories. So... Uh, but I wrote about family, food, the home, yoga, travel, oh, yes. you know, just a variety of things. Yes. And then um, after about four years, I was losing a little motivation, um, and my father fell ill, and I was spending more time with him. And so I, I tabled the blog, but I thought, gee, you know, I don't want to leave everything to the blogosphere. Uh, I think what I'm going to do is take the best of, sort of the reader favorites, and compile them into an anthology. That's nice, yeah. And so that's what Musing Off the Mat, and the subtitle is Memories and Everyday Moments, is all about. It's the best of. It's almost like a chicken soup for the soul. <laughs> so it's a great book that you could pick up and put down. You nice. don't have to necessarily read yeah. it from start to finish. There are some recipes in here. 
um, some popular recipes. So that's just a fun like. So I wound up publishing that first. Oh, okay. I published both of these in one year, oh, <laughs> in okay. 2017. Yeah. Uh, but I published the the musing book first. I felt confident with the material. Yes. And so that came out in May of 2017 while I was in the editing phases of Jimmy and Me, and then Jimmy and Me came out in November of 2017. Wow, wow. So you had a, a successful year with uh, two books. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was pleased. That, that's, that's super, very good. So anyway, that sounds terrific. I, I think your both books here are an exciting read that uh, anyone would be uh, happy to, uh, to look into. And uh, where, where could we get these books if we wanted to uh, purchase them? Right. So the best, the easiest place would be Amazon. They're both on Amazon. Also, BarnesandNoble.com on their, on their .com website. Uh, but Amazon, I would say, locally, uh, we're in Wilmington. Uh, there are some local uh, uh, stores that carry the book. One of them is Helen Thomas Simply Smashing in Andover on Main Street. Uh, Winchester Books in Winchester carries books. I Am Books, the Italian-American bookstore down in the North End, oh, great. carries yeah. them. Jabberwocky in Newburyport. Nice, and wow. West yeah. Village Provisions in yeah. Boxford, Mass, yeah. carries them. How did you get to uh, have those bookstores carry your book? Or did you make a personal contact? Yeah, or? you know, I just went in. And, some, and these stores, I have to say, I love these small bookstores. And I'm a big fan of shopping local even though they're on Amazon um, I, I really love you know to support local businesses and I walked in and I found that these businesses in particular the ones that I just mentioned were just so welcoming really really nice. welcoming yeah. West Boxford Provisions and Winchester Books and I Am Books actually hosted me um, earlier this year. So you had like a book launch? Right. Yes. Well, it wasn't a launch, but, you know, yes, just yes, a reading, reading and, yeah. and uh, presentation. So they were just very, very welcoming. So it's nice to do business with with, um, with them. So they had some refreshments there and some people, no, they didn't have that. Okay. <laughs> so you were just there for uh, meeting yeah, people? And, and, and and yeah, I gave, usually give a presentation. I'll be doing that. Um, I have a couple of gigs lined up um, in the next couple of months also. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Uh, some libraries and a couple other things. So, uh, yeah, people will come and listen to my, my presentation. Mm -hmm. I have photos that I have from back in the 60s. People do love photos. Do you have an photos. agent that uh, does this? Or you had the no, mostly yourself? Self yeah, that's it. I'm sort of the agent, that's the publisher. Great. That you, well, you <laughs> certainly have uh, you know, made a lot of progress with uh, all this. Thank uh, you. Putting your name out there and making the contacts. That's, that is so uh, encour uh, encouraging. Thank and, you. And uh, so super. Um, okay, so those are the books, mm -hmm. uh, places that we could get the books. Mm -hmm. um, you have a you have a website. Too. I have a website. People can go to my website. It's JoycePogeyHager.com. You can read all about me, a bio. I do have a blog. Uh, I don't blog as frequently as I used to, but I do put, um, you know, uh, fun stuff up there now and then about uh, events or. You know, just some personal essays. I do love writing personal essays, and I am writing more of them. You can find out what where I'll be. I have an events page there, so and nice. a little more about the books as well, JoycePogeyHager.com. Well, that sounds wonderful. So we've sort of covered the whole gamut now of uh, your book and the two books that you have, where they're located, and uh, how people could continue to learn more about you from your, from your web uh, site, too. So... Um, would you like to add anything else before we close? 
Well, I want to thank you very much for having me. This yes. is a real delight, and uh, I, I, I hope that people will go out and buy the book, either locally or on Amazon. I promise that they will uh, <laughs> laugh out loud and maybe even shed a tear. Um, and the bonus on the musing book is there's some fun recipes in there. So uh, I think, uh, I think they, they also make great gifts. Um, the holidays will be upon us before you sure, know it. Sure, sure. So those are always, it's always yeah, nice to get a, yeah. a, I know I love getting books as gifts. Well, those are books that you could keep at your bedside and, you know, pick up anytime. Absolutely. And, and just for inspiration. Even the, mu particularly the musing book. The, the memoir is something you definitely need to read front, uh, start to finish. The musing book, one of my friends told me that um, she, she keeps it next to her bathtub and after a hard day's work, <laughs> she enjoys it there. And there another person said they have it on their nightstand so yeah um, it's 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 a it's light reading and light, i think that in particular particularly with all the crazy news that's going on I know. and all people the, need to have some light they reading need and some light and relax mu right musing off the mat will do that jimmy yeah. and me will uh make people uh appreciate and 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 and, and relate definitely to mm -hmm. the family story one other thing i'd like to offer is that i'm available for book group discussions. I've attended a few and I really enjoy that. So if you're a member of a, of a book club and you'd like to have me come to your uh, book club meeting or even phone in, I'd be delighted to do that. Well, sounds terrific. Thank you so much for uh, this uh, time that we've had here uh, with this interview. Uh, I really appreciate it and I've learned a lot uh, from your discussion here. So I guess we have reached the end of the program. If anyone uh, wishes to uh, listen to the podcast, it's called Mark's Musings, and it's broadcast on wctv.org and simultaneously on SoundCloud and on iTunes. So with that, program has come to a close. We thank everyone for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye now. Bye, Mark. Thank you. Well, that's it for this episode. Come back next month to WCTV.org and Mark's Musings. In the meantime, send me an email at mail at markryanbooks.com.